0: It's Monday, July the 4th, and we have Brittany and Gwen Hurt of Shoe Crazy Wine and Spirits. Happy Independence Day. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Virginia, Your number one podcast source for food, news, and interviews with the people who make Virginia restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat it Virginia, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. My name is Scott Wise, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. How are you today, Roby?
1: She's overcompensating today, people, because if you noticed... <laughs> podcast listener the big only the biggest fans might have noticed there was no intro for last week's podcast and the reason why you want to tell them Roby
0: it's because I forgot
1: (laughs) she forgot folks So, when the time comes to vote for your favorite podcast host, make sure you're voting Scott Wise, <laughs> who would never forget you. As never, opposed to Roby ever, Martin, ever. who just lets these things
0: slide by. Oh man, just gotta slid, hold your f-
1: feet to the fire a little bit.
0: Just slid right by me.
1: We'll excuse you this time, Roby. This time, but don't ever let our listeners down again like this. Consider me reprimanded. Let's get. I mean, look I think they deserve a super-sized version of this intro. Since, super-sized Since they version? missed one last week. Before we get to this, all the news, though, let's just really quickly mention our guests this week. I know you mentioned them in the open, but this week, Gwen Hurt and her daughter, Brittany, the owners and operators of Shoe Crazy Wine and
0: Spirits. And Spirits, which, have you had any of the peach whiskey?
1: I have not yet, but
0: or weekend plans? Maybe
1: uh, on this long July 4th weekend that'll that'll make its first uh, appearance.
0: Tonight with the fireworks? I think you're right. And a cigar? That's a good idea. Are you a cigar guy?
1: I am now. Oh, good. They have a really inspiring story. They Uh, they really do. Really just kind of saw uh, adversity, met it Head on, and now they're thriving. So you'll be inspired, I think, when you hear their their story of success.
0: I think the whole thing is very cool, and it's local. So guys, check it out. You can find them in a bunch of different places all over Richmond. So I have so – so I'll So i start with this. I've, I've gone to some summer supper psalm dinners, which are – Village Garden, along with a bunch of restaurants all over the state of Virginia, um, even up in DC. And uh, first of all, tomatoes are my favorite seasonal fruit. They're your jam. That literally, tomato jam is my jam. I like all things tomatoes, fresh tomatoes. Um, very cool. But last night, or actually, you would have to edit that out. A week ago or so at the Cocodrillo tomato dinner, I The dish was great. First of all, it was a massive scallop on top of this peach, corn nut, tomato. Let's just call it, you know, the gazpacho cold tomato soup, but better, right? Sure, I'm following along. All right, well, this is a lot a of description. A lot descrip- of things you put in there. Yeah, this is a lot of description for really not that much stuff, but we'll just walk through it. Um, The scallop itself, typically, or when I cook, and I'm not a chef, i have not, you know, I'm not. I sear a scallop on both sides. Just that's how I was trained, so that's what it looks like. Last night, we received the scallop seared only on one side. And while there was a little bit of downtime, I took the opportunity. I know Brandon McConnell, who runs the kitchen at Cocodrillo, um and asked him why he did that because the question was like running up and down the table. It's a communal table. And he expressed that in a situation like this, the last thing you want is an overcooked scallop. So he sears it on one side and that way you don't end up with essentially rubber. So I thought I might come out to the, our listeners and say, we are pretty familiar with a lot of the chefs in Richmond, Scott and I are, and there's got to be burning questions you have for the chefs. Um, maybe you have like, why did they choose these wines in their restaurants? Or what what is Joe Spirata's favorite thing he's ever cooked? Or what is in his, I don't even know if this is a dish of Spirata's, but smoked pea salad. I would love it if you guys would send us some of those questions because I think that getting to know the local chefs here in Richmond is important for people going out.
1: Are we going to name the segment? It needs a catchy name for it to catch on.
0: It needs a catchy name? I think so. All right. Well, do you have one? No, you just sprung this on me. I don't have one yet. (laughs) I'm not quite that good. So uh, let's see, guys. Name the segment and ask questions and... I will. What will I do, Scott? I don't know. Don't make promises. You will. I will definitely keep them. Except Um, for recording the intro. Huh?
1: I said, except for recording that intro. Oh, good
0: God. Oh man. Anyway, I don't know what else. Scallop, good. The scallop was freaking amazing. You say scallop? I think
1: I say scallop.
0: I say scallop. Hmm. How do you say salmon?
1: Salmon. Hmm. As opposed to salmon.
0: Yep. People say that. Yes. Caramel. Caramel. Mm. We're more...
1: Dislike than a like, yeah. Unlike uh, is dislike a word?
0: No, it's not? <laughs> which which, which if you say dislike because I say unlike. I dislike <laughs>
1: the way you say unlike. Yeah, that's what it is. Off the rails yet again. Maybe not doing the intro is uh, the way to go in the <gasps> well, future. Have
0: another thing. What, so what was my other thing? What was the
1: dinner good? The tomato dinner? Oh, it's it you saw, stellar. I saw your photos on Instagram.
0: It was absolutely stellar, and they I mean tomatoes are the best ingredient when they're. Especially from Village Garden, if you haven't listened to that them on the podcast, they're just really knowledgeable about their trade. And Brandon McConnell truly he excels, and his team excels. Brad Slimecker and all those lovely humans that are at Cocodrillo they truly shine in a plated dinner atmosphere. I mean, it is was it just sharply done.
1: And these these events are bi-weekly another more than monthly
0: so there will be one at east coast later on that um like there there will be there was one at east coast because this is July the fourth, so there was one at East Coast, and then there's going to be one at Shagbark, and there's going to be one at Kitchen Classroom, and it just keeps so going till till til August, I believe. There's 22 till August is
1: Village 18th. Garden, are they the main force behinders, or is there someone that people should be following on social? So a
0: couple of places you can get some details: Village Garden at Village Garden RVA on Instagram at Summer Supper Som. Big one to remember, but it's just two P's, two M's, and two more M's. And then at the modern gent, who is Jason Tassaro. he is the force behind getting Barbersville to the public. Not from the fields, but to the public. Really great guy. So those three.
1: One of the things that we were deprived of on our last podcast was the big announcement that you were going to make about some local. F- I'm not going to let this go. Oh, so okay. some local food events that you burr, were going to make burr. that you were going to make these these big announcements about.
0: I have a big me- announcement. So Broad Appetite is they're going to do a smaller function in the fall, pretty intimate, and then will return in 2023. So that's a cool thing.
1: Intimate in like a event space at a restaurant. Are we able to disclose that? So yet?
0: on Grace um so like in that area Mm -hmm. of richmond grace and then i don't know sixth or seventh i believe so down a little bit from where it normally is so yep and i'm hoping that it resembles i I know very little bit about what the event's going to look like but i'm hoping it resembles the dinners if anybody was around for those that happened prior to broad Appetite, where you got to grip and grin with some of the chefs that came in to be at Brought up to the National Pork Board, which is a really cool individual to meet. Sounds weird, but he's a cool guy. The board is uh, one person. Uh, he's represented. Oh, yes, he represents the board. That one person. Um, that's how I met Craig Rogers of Border Springs, um, who is a wonderful individual that grows lamb. Uh, it's just a pretty, pretty cool scene. I met Sean Brock at one of those, who is a relatively well-known chef. And is there an actual date? You said in the fall, but is I got, there a date yet? That's the only thing I've been told is in the fall. Right, you, hear, you heard it here first? You heard it here, period. You, you, you heard you, it here. You just heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hearing things here, how how was that sparkling wine? <laughs> Yeah,
1: no comment on that. So I'm not gonna. We're not gonna discuss what happened uh, before, during, and after. Well, I guess during the interview, we'll discuss you know, it because you'll hear it. hear it. What happened after the interview? We'll leave that to the imagination. Gwen and Brittany hurt. Let's So, an
0: interesting thing. So I say to let's just call her my best friend in Rochester, New York. She moved up there probably, let's say, a year ago. I say I'm interviewing Gwen Hurt of Shoe Crazy Wine. We're just having a conversation on the phone, like we do, um, sometime this week. She goes, "I'm sorry, what?" Oh, <laughs> As she says there is a rock candy, yeah. like a water. That's is what she. rock candy. Uh-huh. That's us. Awesome. Apparently, it makes the
2: best wine spritzer ever. That would be us, our watermelon hard candy. Yep, Yep. tastes just like a Jolly Ranger.
0: She (laughs) she says, it's my pool wine. She likes to put a little bit of club soda in there and a little bit of lime and takes it in a Tupperware over ice. I'm like, have I been to the pool with you? (laughs) What is this? So that is what she says.
1: Yeah. So, our guests today.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> the mother daughter duo, Gwen and Brittany Hurt of Shoe she crazy, crazy Wine and
0: Spirits. And spirits, yeah. I, spirits. I, which I didn't know. I'm really stoked to hear about this, guys. Yes. Welcome. So, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We
3: appreciate it.
0: Oh. Yeah, super to. close. I know it's so weird having this microphone in your <laughs> face, so I apologize in advance that it's like directly in your head, but it makes it easier for us to hear. Yes. Uh, and hear your lovely personalities. Oh, thank you.
3: <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us today. We really are excited. Um, we would love sharing our story and, you know, this is what we do. So
0: let's talk about what you do first. How did you guys get into
3: wine? Mm, that's a that's an interesting story. Two challenges, I'll call Two it. Challenges, Two challenges yeah. in our lives. I was downsized from a company I spent 17 years in. Um, what in did you do? IT, I was on the the uh, business side of IT. Please God, don't ask me to fix your laptop or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on the business side, and I ran a global organization uh, for a Fortune 300 company. And then they, you know, said they needed to replace my skills with other skills. Um, I have a degree from a historically black college here in the US and I was working in China and they said they needed Yale or Harvard or you know Ivy League school because our um, organization was now being reported to the board so they let me go and I went oh well that's wonderful thank you you know we were um, on my I was actually on my way to Brazil when I got the call and said today's your last day (laughs) don't get on the plane (laughs) basically that was it And so, you know, I was in IT. I was like, "Well, they're dead to me now." This company. Yeah, thank you. Right. Thank you. Uh, I bet you they're not Uh, even the hundred anymore. They're probably (laughs) like seven hundred now. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they should be in the top. Twelve thousand. The misfortune, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. (laughs) And so, two days after that call, which I was a bit shocked by, but okay, uh, we were uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. I was going to my office to. Clean out my desk, my local desk, and uh, we were in a car accident. We were at a red light, and this gentleman slammed into us at 55 miles an hour at a red light. He hit oh us first, gosh. and then four cars ahead of us. So it was a five-car pileup from this gentleman. And this was a bad week. This was a bad it week. It was a bad week. This was, this was the challenge week, you know. I'd say so. Yeah, and so, um, you know, ambulance called. We're both strapped in, you know, to the gurney. And to add insult to injury, this young man said, can I use your car to charge my phone?
2: Yes, I'm sorry, he hits you. He He hits us and then asked to use my uh, phone charger to charge his phone because his phone was dead. His phone was dead.
3: I know. I mean, I'm looking up from the gurney going, if I could get up from here, I would probably straighten <laughs> right now. And I just said, no, no, you can't. You. No, so, you no, can't. No, you can't. So we get the bad news at the hospital. I mean, my back is injured. My neck is injured. Brittany's bursar sack and her hip was destroyed. I mean, literally smashed. Um, she had gone from the back seat to the front seat with me when he hit us. Oh, that's, my gosh. That's how the, um, hard the impact. And which year was this? I'm this sorry. This was in 20, uh four, 13. 2013. 2013. Yeah. 2013. And so, um, you know, transported back here to Richmond and uh, decided I'm going to take the therapeutic route to get healthy. Um, I could have had back surgery. They said four or five back surgeries. I was like, no, 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 no. So we did physical therapy. It was a year of physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And um, after about, you know, three, four weeks crying in my room with the shades drawn, Brittany's trapped upstairs with her cane. Um, She couldn't walk. I could barely move. I got on my walker and I just said, I can't stay in this room anymore. Mm-hmm. If I stay in this room, I'm never coming out. It's going to be one of those cat ladies, you know, with the newspapers piled up and 500 cats running around. Yep. Um, and that's all I could see is my future if I didn't get get moving. And so I kind of, you know, took the walker and, you know, toddled literally out into a yeah. great room and said to Brittany, Brittany, hey, we're going into the wine business. <laughs> Which meds were we on at the time? <laughs> uh, that's funny you say that.
2: It's funny you say, you say that, that because those were the exact words with me hobbling around right the house. Home. I'm like, did they give you something that I didn't receive? <laughs> You're like, because That's what we need to start um, talking about first. Then we can talk about that. Then we can talk about that. <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing was is that I didn't even question it. Yeah. I didn't think twice about it when yeah. she said it. Um, the only thing that I said was is that I got your back and I'm with you. Yeah, from the beginning to the end, yeah. if we go down in flames, we go down yeah, together. together. And sure. yeah, so and
3: basically, she's like, if those housewives can start a yep. business every I time mean, you every look other around, week, they're starting a business. She goes, you could be successful. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, and you're way smarter and, and prettier. And prettier. <laughs> These were the and conversations <laughs> we're having while I'm here. Okay. Yeah, Hi. yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. be a fly hey. on that yeah. wall? Yeah.
3: No kidding. No
0: kidding. Oh, I know. That I want somebody to walk upstairs and say, I'm gonna start a wine business.
1: We are upstairs right
2: now. Maybe it'll happen.
0: Maybe now's our moment. I
1: don't want like, to. I don't want to compete against these two, though. I <laughs> think <laughs> we'd be in trouble.
2: No, I mean, I did stuff. have a few, you know, bullet points and credentials of me helping her mm-hmm. do this. I was like, well, if we're gonna do this, I have to be able to move back home full time with my old senior citizen Jack Russell Terrier, <laughs> who's a t- who is literally a terror. Mm-hmm. And um, I will boomer, and I will help you through the yeah. end. And you know, that's what we did. She was just like, fine, move back yeah. home. Move back so home. I moved back home. And I was already stuck there to begin with. Right, cool, I couldn't good. go anywhere. So because, yeah. you know, I was going through physical therapy. So I just moved back home. Yeah.
3: So you were in Raleigh at the time. No, we were here. We were here oh, Raleigh is just yeah. where your office yeah. was. That's where, okay. yeah, that's where the, the satellite office was. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we were, you know, living here in Chesterfield and we started Shoe Crazy. Um, I was, Googling, believe it or not, Googling at 4 a.m. in the morning how to get into the wine business without owning a vineyard. And this company came up, I sent him an email, and he's like, who's sending out emails at 4 a.m.? Yeah, it's me, I'm, my drugs haven't kicked in yet. Um, so I did, I, I struck out with this guy, and he robbed me blind. He, <laughs> he robbed you blind? He, he did. Me blind. What he, was the scam? We, we were hemorrhaging. What was the scam? He was charging me for everything under the sun, right? So it one of his buddies, and he was one of those Wharton guys, <laughs> One of those
1: Ivy League yeah, guys Ivy that League replaced guys. you, man. You know,
3: I'm grateful that I was able to get into the business because of him. But yeah, I we cut ties, and you know, I took the last little bit of money I had left, and struck out on my own. Um, and so, I do, I do thank him anyway. So wait,
1: um, you didn't? What were the specifics there? Well, he said he charged you for every little Everything. thing. What, like, what are we talking about like here?
3: Like his buddy owned a merchant company, and he said you can only sell wine through a a licensed uh merchant company that's licensed for alcohol okay made sense to me um and it was like some ungodly amount of money a month like seven eight hundred dollars i wasn't selling one bottle of wine and you know i'm paying this every month and then the pick and pack and packaging company that he was you know tied into in california Mm -hmm. it was just a a, you know a
2: the glass company a that yeah the glass company that he had that we yeah. were putting the wine in the bottles for it was yeah. like everything we were everything. being charged yeah. like it, I and, mean and astronomically didn't I
3: didn't know I didn't know I mean I live just, and learn yeah you live and learn pretty but much the, it was learning experience the good part was I had something to focus on other than the condition that I was in with no job no ability to interview for a job so when I tell people sometimes when you get something negative from someone there is positive that comes mm-hmm. out of it because I could have stayed in that room and never gotten out if it wasn't for this guy yeah. So I look at it that way. And I, it was, as my grandmother used to say, the best lesson you'll learn is a hard one. Right. I knew at that point I needed to be very clear on the business I was in and really understand the industry I was in. And this industry is uh, one that's fraught with lies. And, you know, it's just accepted practices. Um, that's just the way it is. Um, so, you know, I learned about the wine industry. Um, And so we, you know, again, struck out on our own. Um, You know, uh, when I was able to travel, I actually went to vineyards and said, I need to create my wines my way. Um, We could not get a vineyard in Virginia to agree to that, to let me, you know, create it in the kitchen, our custom blends and stuff like, you know, our peach mango um, and then put, you know, a label on it and take it to market.
0: Um, What were their objections about allowing you to do that? They,
3: You know, they're very... um, Um, how do you say, um, protective of what they produce at their vineyards, and I understood that right sure so i'm trying to get them to think differently which is now everybody does it now private label and white label but when i was doing it it wasn't you know across the board where you can convince a vineyard to do that
0: so for the individuals that don't know what is private label white label wine
3: okay so a white label and private label is just like kroger right kroger i mean um i'll use costco's they have their kirkland brand sure right so they have they pay someone else to produce that brand for them um, so that's basically what it is. Um, the difference with us is is our stuff always starts in my kitchen with us, you know, testing different blends and, you know, this tastes good, putting some flavor in it, um, and then sending it to the winemaker and say, now produce this for us, you know, duplicate this. And it goes back and forth. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, eight, nine months before, it's where we want to take it to a market and we have people come in and taste it and say... How does this taste to you? Would you buy it? Yeah. So we have a lot of involvement in our wine that most white and private labels don't. They just say, you know, make this product for us, and they put their label on it. Um, so, for, for example,
0: we'll use Kirkland again, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though it's not – probably right. maybe it's not. They, they have, have a, their own
3: wines, too. Mm-hmm. They have,
0: let's say they have a cab solve, mm-hmm. and they say, hello, contract get grape in mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. We'll take – so many hectares of yep. your 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 caps off grapes, mm-hmm. and you can blend it with, I don't know, whatever the yep. extra grape How about is, they so do? it's not, because it has to be, what, 50 some <coughs> percent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and they just slap a label on it, yeah. and it goes into the store. Yeah. Yep. Where it's different with you all, let's talk about what is the one I said. Yep. We have so our sparkling, sparkling peach mango. mango. That's the one that actually took some time. So the there's the base grape, I mm-hmm. assume. Yes. And where do those contract grapes come from?
3: Those are from California. Okay. yeah.
0: So you contract the grapes. Mm-hmm. They, they send you I don't know what the base grape is, but this, so
3: this grape? for instance is a Chardonnay. Okay. This is a Chardonnay base. So and they then, send
0: you the Chard, Chardonnay juice mm-hmm. essentially. And then you do all the rest
3: of it. Yeah. We do the flavorings yeah, that's and that type of thing. Amazing. Yeah. And our um, red blend is the same. Um, <laughs> Uh, there are some that we just use the vineyard's product because it's good. Sure, yeah, sure. their Chardonnay is quite lovely. <laughs> so why you know mess with perfection in our eyes? Um, we have an unoaked or a lightly oaked Chardonnay that we use just from that vineyard. So it's, it's kind of a two step process. No, I, mean, I so love it this. Mm-hmm. I think it's
0: great. Yeah. I mean, you that means you have utter control as well yeah. of to what's in the bottle. And if you like, and some and some do yeah. sweet sparkly yeah. things, yeah. which I'm going to guess that
3: probably is what this peach mayo is. Yeah, that is. Which yeah.
0: you may, it's perfect for yeah.
2: you.
3: Well, actually, it's funny that you should say that. We drank dry wines when we started. I mean, I was a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand girl, right? And a, and a beautiful uh, Pinot Noir from Oregon. Sure. That's the wines we liked. Yeah, And so when we started, you know, this business, that's what we brought to market. We brought Cabernets and Chardonnays and Sauve Blancs. I went to Bordeaux, France when I was able to travel and help create this beautiful rosé before rosé all day became the thing, Um, you know, and uh, we just weren't getting any traction. Brittany was at, um, you know, Total Wine. We'll use Total Wine. They sell a lot
2: of our wine. Total Wine, you know, was still one of our very, very big uh, buyers and customers that, you know, we sell our wine in. I was doing a tasting there. And I had the cab, I had all of our dry wines yeah, and everything yeah. like that, and was not selling a single bottle. And our, you know, the customers that were coming up tasting, they were just like, Do you have something softer or, or something sweeter. sweeter or sparkly? And, yeah, sparkly. And yeah. you know, these were the words that they were using. And I would go back to my mother and tell her this. So when we actually brought on our first sweet wine, which was our sweet harmony. Sweet harmony is a sweet a wine. Sweet white. So it was a Riesling grape. And I was selling the Sweet Harmony of about five cases at Total Wine versus selling maybe two bottles of the cab. of the Cabernet. So what I do you took do? those numbers back, back to my mother, and I was just like, well, it looks like we need to be in the sweet business. We need to be in the sweet business, so and the fruity like, yeah. business. We need to be in the fruity business. Yeah. So we started with the Sweet Harmony, Harmony. our sparkling peach, peach mango, mango came next. next, and then down the line it was our Sweet Bella, Bella. Which is our sweet red. And, you know, Sweet has just been the hit. yeah I
3: mean that is just and it's not a, it's not just people have a, a preconceived notion about sweet wine drinkers, yeah. you know they're lower income, they're this, they're that. no. I have pe- women that run million dollar companies that go, can I have my sweet bella? You know it's just not. it's a and we actually coined the phrase soft palate wines mm-hmm. simply because we wanted to elevate the sweet wine drinker. And I came to appreciate sweet wines because we you know you have to drink what you sell. Right. And so I had to produce something that I could also drink and bring to market. And so we did uh, trademark soft palate. And we said to our sweet wine drinkers, when you go into a store and ask for a wine, say, I'm a soft palate wine drinker. Elevate it. Right. And then they're going to ask you, well, what is that? Well, I like sweet wines. I like fruity wines, more fruit forward. And so that then was, you know, the story of why we have uh, most of our wines are sweet. We do have Mm -hmm. our shards and cabs. I mean, uh, and our red blend. And we have a sparkling brute for those that want that, but the majority of our of our uh, income comes from sweet and fruit forward and sparkly wines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's um, that's that's the story. Whew. I yeah. love it. That's the story. It's a it. mouthful. I think you should drink what you like. <laughs> you <laughs> you know how you drink what you like. drink what you like. And that's
0: harder money you're spending. Exactly. If it's
3: sweet, if it's pale, if it's I don't care. I don't care. Drink it. That's the best wine. Someone told me that. They said, you know what the best wine is? The one you like yep that's it, the best wine for me it's the one, me, it's the one exactly. that's in front of me that's the one First available so I was a little late for this conversation yeah. thanks to
0: these ladies oh, yeah. I got here a little late and all I could think to myself is I'm never late to anything with
2: wine <laughs> 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 what is going what is on, going on? Yes. what is happening today <laughs> okay, this is unbelievable
1: alright Brittany I got a question for you okay What's it like working with mom? Ah, that's a good question. I believe you guys are the first mother-daughter duo we've interviewed on the you podcast. You are
0: the that's first a mother-daughter good duo.
2: Question. So, not. Honest. I mean, to I'm not Google. gonna lie. She tries to fire me just about at least twice a week. Um, but no, it's uh, our dynamic is you know not most mother daughters. It's no, it's like not. you know she is you know she's my ride or die. She's my rock. Fist bump. Fist bump. Yeah. Yeah, blow it up. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. Um, I literally, anytime that she does any type of speaking engagements, I hang on every word that she says, Um, even though I've heard the story and I know the story. You know, I still, it's just. You've lived the story. I've lived the story. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, just seeing her in such an element that's different from when she was in the IT world is almost like seeing her in a way grow and like bloom and actually see the like, oh, wow, look at my mother. used to hate speaking in front of people. (laughs) Now look at her. So it's like, um, you know, a lot of the things that have happened with us throughout being in this business, and you know her being like, you know, you just gotta keep it together, suck it up. It's like you're, you know we're we're gonna go through these bumps and hurdles all the time, and you yeah. know me wanting to cry in the corner somewhere. She's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? We don't cry. We don't do this. We We get up and we keep it moving.
3: And we keep moving. So,
2: you know, us working together, you know, we have our moments. Yeah, we do. We have our moments just like any mother or daughter. It's not easy trying to sit there and say that, like, oh, yeah, she's my mom and my boss. Yeah. But, yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, we work well together.
3: And I think the other thing is, is from my perspective, having lived a few more years, I'll just say that.
2: I no, um, mean, you had her when you were three.
3: We, we can it see was it three. from here. It yeah. was is that Enquirer possible? Right it was in the <laughs> National Enquirer. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what happens is when we started, you get a lot of misogyny. You get a lot of racist comments made, right? So I'm a woman, I'm a woman of color, and the industry back then in 2014, there wasn't many. I mean, you have more now, thank God. Um, but back then, it was, you know, we don't do business with people that look like you, these were from distributors. You know, and I'm trying to get my wine into the marketplace. Uh, So I became a shoe a distribution company. I wasn't even savvy enough to name it something else. It's like shoe crazy wine and distribution. Um, So we became a distributor in Virginia and uh, started taking our wines out. And then once you know, we went to retailers and believe this in 2015. I was told to get on my knees and beg him if I wanted my wine in there. And I went ooh. I bend my knee to no man, okay? Because you would not tell a man standing in front of you to do that. And I took my stuff and I packed it up and I walked out. He says, get on your knees. And I was like, can you believe this? This is like, this is the world (laughs) I've entered into. I thought IT was rough. Um, So it was things like that. And then uh, even in New York, when I went to see a distributor there, I talked to them for a few months on the phone. And when I got there, you know, I have my hand out. Hi, I'm Gwen Hurt. I own Shoe Crazy Wine. And he said, you own Shoe Crazy Wine? I said, yes. He threw all my marketing materials at me. And he goes, I don't do business with people like you. Get out. And I was so shocked. And back then, I wore four-inch stilettos. Okay, so I'm in New York City on those pavements. And I walked 30 blocks back to my hotel before I realized I was there. I was in such shock. I went, are you kidding me? In 2016, we have people doing this? You know, and so... I said to Brittany, well, whatever you hear is not about you. That's them, you know, And because she's been a recipient of some of this misogyny and things like that as well. And I said, you know, let it roll. This is not who we are. We know who we are, and that's their shortcoming, not ours. And that's how I was raised. My mother always says, you are better than what they say you are, and you just keep it moving, which is to her point. So she gets, when she says she hangs on to everything, she really does, because who's going to teach the younger generation anything except us right we've already been through the hot hurdles and you know the, the coals and stones that you know they can throw at you and if you're still standing on the other side that's a plus to anybody that's looking at what we do
0: you know sure. yeah mm-hmm. sure oh, i can't believe you guys were going through that I yeah mean, in 2016 it's terrible
3: welcome yeah. to wine <laughs> no. Oh, well, I, don't, do think it's I don't, you know, don't think it's just wine. I don't think it's just wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's just, but it was such a shock. I would wow. Um, but, yeah, so we got through it, you know, um, and we kept moving. Our wines are sold in 11 states and most of the big box retailers. Um, we landed our first major deal was here in Richmond with Kroger um, because of two women. You know, our journey has been a, no, 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 no. Disrespect to the men, but shoe crazy. You can do it men. here. I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm feeling ganged mean? up on right now. <laughs> <laughs> all eyes just turned on me. We're all I'm looking feeling cool. the lasers. Wink, got, uh, Do you need a <laughs> refill? You <laughs> want your refill?
1: Some more coffee? No, okay,
3: we're good. okay, So it's been a journey of women supporting. If women, nobody
1: sees first me first in the room. next couple of days,
3: <laughs> come find me. I am just gonna say uh, you took uh, the alcohol I'm and ran. I'm saying. in the studio
1: somewhere. Come find me. On vacation. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue.
3: No, no, no. It's it's true. It's been a journey of women. Uh, first Brittany who said, you know, let's do this. Right. And then, um, our first, uh, you know, uh, land with Kroger, uh, was because of a woman, a friend of mine, Jenny. Um, and then our first retail client was Kathleen Richardson of the urban farmhouse. Mm-hmm. She said, "Someone took a chance on me. I'm going to take a chance on you." Yeah, and I was at a time when we had most of our um, uh, dry wines and stuff, and so we're no longer with her because we changed and transitioned to the fruit and you know sparkly ones. But she was the first one to put us on a shelf, and I still have those pictures, you know, from when uh, we were at her urban farmhouse, and so that was our our first really supportive. Uh, retail situation, and then we were able to get into the local Krogers um, because of Jenny and Teresina St. Clair.
1: What does that do um, for you as a business when mm-hmm. you're? I don't, I don't know what it was like before someone mm-hmm. like Kroger or Total Wine mm-hmm. steps in, but is that just mm-hmm. kind of like? Is it shocking when that happens? It's is it shocking. like, is it, is it, does it make you overnight? I know it's not overnight, no, but does it? Yeah, does it, it
3: doesn't do. Remember the Wish? Line, if you build it, they will come. Eh, no such thing. You build it and you have to take it to them. Um, but it was a stepping stone. So, absolutely a stepping stone. But it, the journey was still tough, um, but it was a stepping stone. Um, and we are um, ever grateful for the opportunities that, that presented to us. Um and then we just kept going and then we landed Walmart in 2018 um, you know in uh, three states. And so it's just gone on from there and Sam's Club and Food Lion and Target. we just got into Target um, this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I missing? But a lot of the, the bigger supermarkets. So we continue to to do that in the food line. And food line. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we move out. So
0: if I wanted starts. to buy you here in Richmond, mm-hmm. I could just pop into the food line. Food line uh, total wine. The rock candy one? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, you can at the total wine. You'd you have to say the, the one yeah. with the shoe Probably. on The one with the shoe
0: <laughs> on, <laughs> on it. the watermelon. Now shoe I'm no it.
1: wine expert, uh-huh. but you have brought four bottles <laughs> and I see only one bottle of wine. <laughs> So what else am I looking at here? Well,
3: I got some liquor. glad that you we got asked. Some liquor. <laughs> <laughs> glad and happy that you asked. These are our, this is our spirits line. So we've transitioned into uh, Shoe Crazy Wine and Spirits, and our goal is to become um, the first woman-owned, uh, black-owned uh, adult beverage company. So we have a hard cider that we partnered with uh, Blue Bee Cider here to create. But these are our spirits line, and these are actually um, – going to be available special order at abc here in virginia it's sold in maryland and dc now and a lot of the military bases but we have what we call ladies moonshine now that so that's apple cobbler moonshine tastes like a slice of apple pie it does with a
1: broken heel with on it a
3: broken heel broken now, again heel. the reason i keep this little chick over here around is she names all this stuff <laughs> Oh, I am head of branding and marketing, marketing. for She's the company. Yes. behind these these names. So shoe crazy was ours together, but broken heel. She's like, just break the heel. You know, it's spirits, right? And um, it's rough night. It, that's okay. I'm saying. Well, that's what I say. There's a story night? behind it. I'm sure there is. Time when I was going out in <laughs> heels, especially walking on the cobblestones downtown. Downtown, downtown it's
2: like you broke your heel. It's your like I mean, you know, almost broken ankle in <laughs> the process, just trying to get to your your, your taxi. Yeah. I think there's more to the story yeah, than. Well, lift
3: it up. I think there's more to the story. Yes, yeah. a little bit more, but we're gonna keep it. Yeah, I've totally broken a heel after you've had again. I'm feeling left out. Or
0: just being clumsy, but maybe both. Absolutely,
3: falling out of a shoe. Yeah, so then it, during COVID, you know, uh, everything obviously shut down in, in twenty. It was a twenty twenty, and so we started our podcast. And what started to to show when they were reporting sales numbers, wine was doing well, but spirits was like kicking. Sure, A-double say ass. it. Say it. It's kicking ass, right? And so I said to Brittany, we had a vodka at the time, and we weren't really pushing it. We had the pineapple vodka. Mm -hmm. And then I said, we need to get into the spirits game, but we have to put our touch on it. It's got to be something that relates to what we do. And so we partnered with a distillery up in New York that produces the ladies' moonshine. So it's a cross between moonshine and a liqueur. Now, this is a story too. This one's a hard liquor drinker. She can knock down Jamesons, and I'm like scared of it. <laughs> yes, and I enjoy my bourbons and whiskey. And Dust and the whiskeys. broken heels. Yeah. Dust the broken heels. Right? <laughs> I do. And I said, but there are women like myself that want to drink it, but it's just too much. It burns. It's you know, it fights you. So you gotta have the burn. You gotta have That's the burn. whole point. <laughs> so you get a little warmth with these. Soft, soft palate liquor, soft yeah. Pallet liquor. yeah so there when we go.
2: actually did the collaboration, my mother and I for the whiskey, for the whiskey, because like she says, she needed something that was a little bit more easier and not so. But it's funny with our sixty, which that's the name of our peach flavored whiskey, is that men love it. Actually, just uh, more than most women women. because they enjoy it with their cigars. Yeah, and it is—it's very smooth and it's very drinkable. And And I enjoy
3: it too. It has real peach nectar. It
2: has real peach nectar. So
3: it's got real fruit. When you taste it, you taste the peach first, and then you're going to get the warmth of that uh, bourbon. That's—you can't say bourbon because it's flavored, but whiskey, right? Um, And our producer is up in uh, Waynesboro, two men of color that are producing our peach whiskey for us. and, it, again, the back and forth, I mean, it's always a fight. I'm like, could you people just listen to me for five minutes, please? What's the mm-hmm. fight about? Because I wanted more peach flavor. And he's like, nobody's going to want that much peach flavor. Yes, they will. This is not geared for a man's palate necessarily. It's for women and for women like myself that want to have some, but, you know, don't want to you know, feel like I just mm-hmm. stuck a, a flame down my throat. And you're the boss. And I'm the boss. So make it how I say so so it. How and I she's say. the boss. Yeah, yes. I don't
1: do that. I'm a collaborative
3: type.
2: <laughs> oh, don't get struck by, cross- crossed, say, struck by lightning. Her
1: fingers are crossed. Don't
2: get struck by lightning. Okay. I don't want to come through the, top of, the of the roof. I heard, I'm scooting. Do, do it, it like it I say.
0: And
3: then right after it, <laughs> I'm the collaborative type. I'm the collaborative <laughs> type. Exactly, I'm the collaborative. Right? <laughs> my sons would agree with me. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. My both my sons uh, are in sales now for us as well. So it's a family run business. Um, and my significant other has been there from the very beginning. Uh, met him in Hong Kong and brought him back to the US with me. <laughs> He's from the Netherlands, oh, um, cool. so he, you know, he does our financials and stuff. But so it's a family run, family run business. Are you from Virginia? Or you said you're from New York? We I'm talked from about New it York. Earlier, Well, but what brought you to Virginia? I guess is my question. Well, that was another husband ago. No, uh, <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> Some of us soon enough. (laughs) Some of us soon enough. (laughs) Yes. um, So I'm actually born in South Carolina, um, but raised in New York from the age of three. So I know New York City is my my hometown. Um, Came to Virginia by way of North Carolina. So um, we were living in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then my... um, husband at the time, received a job offer here in Richmond. And so we moved into Chesterfield, and six months later, seven months later, I was given an offer to take an assignment in China, in Hong Kong. So I took that. So I was there for like seven months, and then... What uh, is
1: that like?
3: Yeah, that was... Had uh, you been before? I, I had not. Um, never been to Hong Kong. Chose that as the city to live in. When we did get there, we went to Beijing and Hong Kong. I was like, no, this is more like New York City. So condensed I've never uh, been here. It looks fascinating. Oh, it was fabulous it's beautiful back there. And uh, Brittany, when she graduated high school, I took her with me. She was graduating high school at the time, and then I sent her and her best friend backpacking through Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam, and, uh, Vietnam. Vietnam. Vietnam, Vietnam. Because I figured that you can't get a better education than to you know see a little bit of the world. You know, sure, yeah. And so, and uh, the parting was, was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I was twenty. What? I love yes. the
2: temples and all of the structures yeah. and things like that too. But, but I mean, they had the buckets of booze for you can a get dollar. A bucket of booze for a dollar. I mean,
3: that's so that's she pretty actually awesome. was already ready for the you know for the company, even though she didn't know it at the time. She was already grooming herself to to be in the business. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was an interesting time. It was uh, wonderful. I lived in India for eighteen months because I had to go there and 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 work there for a little while. Germany, it, it, that job took me all over the world. I love my job. I was one of those people that said, oh, I've never quit my job. I love my job. I'm not complaining about anything. Right. You know, I got to see the world and live, you know, a little bit of here and there, Japan, Moscow, everywhere. What are your favorite went, places? My favorite place was actually India. Yeah. Um, took a little getting used to when I first got there. Um, but the people is what changes you because once you become friends, you're like family and that's what you feel like. You know, so I think that and then um, Hong Kong was a definitely a contender Singapore. Uh, it was just a great, great, uh, great time.
1: Any places that we should avoid?
3: Um, I would. Mm, no, no, I can't think of any politician, place where, politician. I, know, I can't think of any place that I would say avoid. Um, I mean, what
2: about the ones that are really cold?
3: Well, <laughs> don't go during
2: the winter type <laughs> thing because when you were there. You know, just don't
3: travel around well, no, because winter. I remember
2: getting phone calls from her. She was just was, like, Dear God, I don't have a coat that's heavy enough to be there. That here. was in <laughs>
3: Moscow. It was so cold. Like, phone. I'm like, well, I'm not coming to see you there New during winter. this weather. <laughs> And a dollar for a bucket Baga of beer <laughs> and and Brittany's there.
0: And
1: Brittany's
2: there. <laughs> and now, yeah, there. I was gonna say now if you hand me a whole bottle of vodka, I might
3: then come you're and meet you. Yeah, Want yeah. me warm? Let's,
1: yeah, let's talk about your drinking cold. problem, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Did yeah. it start when your mom was let's, overseas let's all the time, this. <laughs> and not uh and not uh you know <laughs> you weren't under I'm her still thumb? in my
2: college days. She's a
3: connoisseur. I'm a uh, connoisseur. I feel like she needs to practice what they preach. like she does. somebody's got to be able to sell. I got to be able to sell this stuff. Sell this stuff. Um, but yeah, it was it was cold there. I just remember just being so cold in Germany too. We were there for a, um, a project that was supposed to last four months. We were there over a year, and you talk about bone chilling. I was like, oh my god, I've got the you know thick, super thick you know coat on, and I could still feel chilled. <laughs> it was like so cold. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the time we were there in the winter. But I would still say I haven't been anywhere that I would not visit again. Um, the tuscan region of italy oh my god i mean just the food and the people everywhere take me. i went um, take me too yeah i, I mean I, just, I always want to see the Tuscan. i know I, I feel like i you know cheated the company a little bit until they threw me out well, um you know. because i was living you know wherever i could work wherever i was telecommuting before this whole you know COVID thing and i was always a proponent of it especially for women that had small children when i worked for ibm at the time i worked from home so i was able to do the soccer thing i could take her to dance and so when this happened during COVID, I'm like, people embrace this, especially for working women. Keep your job and you can still manage your family. And I didn't understand the, the push and pull during that whole thing. You know, I, I was a telecommuter back in uh, 97, 1997, when I was working for IBM. I worked from home. It was the best thing ever. Um, and I was able to still grow my career from that, that point. But anyway, I think we digress. No, no,
0: I love it. I love it. I think think it's a great thing. I work from
3: home, too. I think it's um, absolutely fantastic. It Mm -hmm. is. It is. And it gives you a lot more uh, power over how you produce your outcome for the company. And I just recommend it. Uh, Elon must. Be damned. Um, making folks there it is. That's how we start office. this. Is that, is that
0: exact sentence. Maybe you should stop talking so much. So let's, I'm going to bring you guys back to Richmond because you guys mm-hmm. are super knowledgeable, mm-hmm. obviously, of mm-hmm. the beverage scene. Yeah. And if you're not drinking your stuff, where are you drinking and what are you drinking?
3: Hmm.
2: I've always been a beer drinker. She's a beer drinker. Um, so when, you know, obviously we started this wine company, I had to get on the wine boat. <laughs> I was, I literally, I think, it was probably fake wine when we were teenagers. I drank Arbor Mist oh, growing God. up. So uh um, you
3: know we might Don't knock it, it's cheap, cheap, it works. Wasn't that, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that considered your reuniti? I did not drink reuniti. <laughs> oh, I had farm. Remember, <laughs> we had had Barm. Barm. Yeah. Yeah. Barm. I'm throwing back my Pick it up at 7 right Eleven. There strawberry you go, wine. Yes. strawberry wine. Yeah, you know, it's like apple. that's
2: what we were drinking. Green apple. Arbor Mist. Yeah. So. And also the wine that you created.
3: But what do we drink? I um, like sour beers. Yeah, she does. So
2: I like my sours, I like my sour craft beers. Obviously, I like my bourbons and my whiskies and stuff. I always go so to So where
3: are you drinking your sours right now?
2: Um, I actually like uh dogfish. Mm-hmm. And
3: but from a location perspective. Like location right now and we get those Joses. I like The Joses,
2: Joses over at um
3: what's the place on West Broad? Mekong. Mekong. Yeah, Mekong, yeah. Yeah, if yeah we go over drink there. Yeah, so we yeah. really
2: really like going over there the nice fruit beers. Wish you could yeah. take them home, but you know yeah. you kind of have to drink them there because they'll yeah. go bad because there's all fresh fruit in it. It yeah.
3: explodes
0: in your car. Yep. Yep. It'll
3: spoil yeah. all the yeah. way home. That's, so a a really, like, yeah. that's a really good location So to that's go. a good one. Mm-hmm. So if I do, if I drink something right now, it's going to be something, again, lighty, lighter and fruity. So it would be Mekong. And then if I were having a glass of wine, it literally would be in my living room.
0: I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not, she's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm going drink anywhere my own wine. I'm
3: drinking my own line, um, but yeah, because we have such an array, we have 11 different varietals. I can stay in my <laughs> in my living room and you know go through the gamut. Um, I, I still like going to the Urban Farmhouse over on Cary Street, yeah. um, and then Tobacco Company. They have a rosé that I love there. Um, I love the Tobacco Company, uh, but we don't we don't do a lot of uh, socializing. My whole goal is to grow this into every state in the country. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of time to socialize, but when I do, I go to the tobacco company because they do, they have good, they have good wines there. They don't have mine yet, um, but they do. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) They have good wines there. What is
1: your next step then as a, as the company? Like how how are you going to get into every state in that?
3: Yeah. So that's good old U S that's the old, that's the old challenge right now. um, It's getting um, in order to be in every state, you have to have a distributor in every state. And since COVID, you know, a lot of, um, distribution companies lost a lot of money the restaurants the hotels were shut down so their models are a little different now so instead of them helping you get your product to market they want you to have a home for it right so the dynamics have shifted a little bit and i think anybody that's a small business can feel this better than the you know the big guys right E&J Gallows never going to have a problem getting their stuff in, right? But small producers, small businesses, medium, mid-sized businesses, you have to actually get your retailers and restaurants to say, yes, you have a home here. Yeah. You, you can bring your product in. And then you're more than likely to get a distributor. So it's almost shifted. And they're very honest now. You know, they're like, we have to still recover from when the country was shut down. And so I, being in the business, I understand that. So, you know, no harm, no foul. But it's harder for us, so we've actually have to convince someone in Texas, like Heb, to take us in because we sell most of our wines in supermarkets. We do. Um, we're starting to advance into the military bases now. Um, Fort Lee will have everything we have. Um, Andrews Air Force Base has always had all of our stuff. Um, What's your connection yeah. to that? There isn't any. Mm. I just went in. Um, you know, I asked to come in and speak with the person that buys wine up there. And they're like, well, where is she? I was, <laughs> I was at the, you know, the, um, the customer. what is the? Commissary? No, we oh, were in the front no. before you get in. No, the visitor center? Visitor center. And so someone came down and got me and I, you know, brought our stuff in. And they were like, okay, let's try it. And that was in 2016. We've been there ever since. And now uh, we're- Well, there's military bases all over the country. Yes. Yes. How does that work? Can you get into- Well, we finally, after five years of trying, I finally um, got into AFIS, the AFIS system. That's their big system. And this was because of COVID. Because they are so busy, right? You've got all these bases. During COVID, I called, and this is how I got into the Coast Guard and everybody. I call every day, every week, same day, and then I send an email. So if I call you on a Tuesday, you get an email on a Friday. And that was kind of how I was always front and center. And then the buyer was actually working from home during COVID. And she picked up the phone. I went, dear God, I don't know what to say now after five years. I I was babbling. And I said, oh, this is, uh, I couldn't remember my own name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And finally she goes, yes. And I said, this is Gwen Hurt from Shoe Crazy Wine. I've been, you know, calling and reaching out for the last four years. And uh, (laughs) the last four four years. The last four years. (laughs) And she was like, no, there's no way. I said, yeah, if you go, you know, research my name in your emails, you'll probably find something back there from 2015, 2016. And she did. She goes, oh, my God. Yes, it is. And so we just started laughing about it. And I said, well, you know, let's talk about it now and so <laughs> hook, you know, me <laughs> hook me <laughs> right. hook yeah, yeah. Um, up hook uh, me right now let's now. do it now, now. Right. and she actually did she you know she said let's see what you have and so i sent in samples and we did um finally get um as a distributor as well so we have our own vendor ids for the military but we also use distributors um and we do we are now selling into military bases That's beautiful. and that is a wonderful thing it's a wonderful thing and we had a track record with andrews so, you know, it was there, um, the base products, and then all of our spirits are in there as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I wish you guys all the luck to get in every military base. Yes. We and in the works of it. Yes. If you are a distribution company, I don't know, from Maine to Texas, Reverie, I'm talking to you. I'm also talking to you, Ches Bay. I feel like that you guys probably should give Shoe Crazy a little ring if they're looking for a little Please. bit of distribution. Yes. Yeah. Respond to the wonderful. email.
3: Yep. Let's do it. Respond, yeah. to the that. Respond to the email and the phone call. Yeah. For <laughs> four
0: years, guys, she's been, t- she's been sending you stuff for four years, guys. Four years,
3: guys. So yeah.
0: thank you all for yeah. coming. So I believe, Scott, Now, I'm going to start drinking. Right now? Right now. It's a good thing it's 8 p.m. 8 p.m. on Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Somewhere. Saturday night. 8 p.m. We
2: get to sleep in because it's Sunday. I
0: love it. See, listen to this. The magic of podcasting. Absolutely. This
2: just flew by. I know. It's in a parallel universe. (laughs) No one, no wow. one judges.
0: Well, I love it. You're listening to mm-hmm. Scott Wise, Roby Martin, Brittany, no, and Gwen Hurt on Eat It, Virginia. Oh, that's not and so she's literally so getting ready to pop this open. Yeah. I love
2: this. Not- you want me to pop it open?
0: <laughs> Woo!
3: Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well. move right there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, just because you did Again, if you
1: don't hear from me in the next couple of days, come find me. Sorry, Scott's
3: gone.
0: say that one's a mom and one's a daughter
1: oh in the interview we talked about it because they were our first mother-daughter duo
0: okay good i just wanted to make sure because i think that's a really cool family dynamic and i want to make sure that i stress it it's stressed thank you so i went on
1: a little sojourn i think that's the right word sojourn a little journey a little quick trip the other day were you walking no does that have to be a, a walking if to sojourn
0: don't know actually we'll anybody, anybody that actually knows that. but yes let's go with sojourn okay. sure
1: through bourbon country
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot that you were drunk and you called me late at night to tell me about your whiskey. <laughs>
1: that's right. So on a way to see fish in Indiana, you have to go what through... What is that even? You have to go through... We don't have to go through Kentucky, but... Let me just drive through, through Kentucky.
0: the flattest states to see the longest song. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened, actually. Very, very
1: nice summation. Not so flat. West Virginia is not very flat. <laughs> yeah, well... Kentucky's not so flat, but ended up spending the night in Kentucky and spent... And after uh, a late morning at Buffalo Trace and Woodford Reserve, nice and love. I mean, I had never experienced anything like that. Uh, Does the
0: whole town smell like bourbon? Pretty much, whiskey? yeah. From
1: the moment from the moment you get up, bourbon. Um, Buffalo Trace is like a movie set. Have you been?
0: I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say no. I the only reason is I can't remember go, I'm going. I know I've been there, but I don't think I've been there. It's like
1: a, it feels like you're on the back lot of a movie set with uh, big, huge warehouses. lots and of lots movie of sets often? Well, no. <laughs> but I have been to a couple. Okay.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to put this in perspective. You know, like, you're like,
1: like the Universal back lot? You know, like when you've been to Universal Studios? It's, but
0: aren't those actually real movie sets or they just make them so people can tour them? Anyway, we digressed. Tell, me about, the, tell me about the tell about the movies. That's the, movie the that's a vibe that I got. Trace.
1: And I, you know, the the um, they limit the amount of bourbon you can buy there. It's uh, you can only get one bottle of each kind. They only had four, I think, four kinds out. No pappy, but they had a buffalo trace, which is hard to find in Richmond. Oh, very. Uh, they had a buffalo trace cream,
0: which you really
1: like. I have not had it yet, actually, oh. but I have. Do I they have not the let
0: you taste these things? Oh.
1: Well, you can, but I was beginning my day and oh, I was driving ready- the closed had okay. a few more hours of driving to do after <laughs> oh. leaving. So,
0: oh, so you're like, I'll just buy this. I don't even know if it's I mean, good.
1: I'm, well, I assume that it was good. If it's not good, then live and learn.
0: Sure, we'll make ice cream um, out of it.
1: Is it e, is it Colonel Taylor? I always get the E-H, name E H. Yeah, it's, it's either him or Lee Elmer Lee. I think it was Elmer
0: Taylor. T Lee. Right. E H Taylor.
1: I think I bought E H Taylor.
0: Both of them are great.
1: Yeah. And um, it's not funny, but it's like you,
0: you pay. Was it in a brown cylindrical yes. thing? Then it's E.H. Taylor. That's what I got. And you buy it. Uh, at, yeah, at I, anybody wants to high five me for my bourbon whiskey knowledge right now. That's impressive. I'll take a virtual high five. Thanks. You got it. Thank you. Um,
1: anyway, you buy them for, you know, forty, fifty 50 bucks at the place. And then you see it online. It's selling for 200, $300. It's, it's a weird bourbons in a weird place. I think right now with the the black market in the retail.
0: Also, obviously Virginia ABC is whack and we get some weird stuff when it's right. My thought is DC is probably the best place to
1: buy your spirits.
0: Yeah, I mean they'll be expensive cuz it's the wild wild west, but you could at least they have them. I have a source at the
1: local ABC who told me that bourbon's on its way out and tequila is now what all the
0: kids are drinking. All the kids. That's what he said. What? Why did we start letting kids drink tequila? Is my question. <laughs> okay. Um. Good. Good. Well, you, I think that guy should be fired It'd be selling tequila to kids. Oh, this went downhill fast. Anyway, happy Fourth of July, <laughs> guys. Don't let your kids drink tequila.
1: This episode of
0: Eat It, Virginia.
1: Eat it, Virginia. <laughs> really. This episode of Eat It for <laughs> No! Oh God, no!